Welcome everybody to Big Bill's Flamecast for Thursday, October the 13th, 2022. Hope you guys are having a great day and are excited for this epic home opener tonight against the Stanley Cup defending champions, Colorado Avalanche. So many storylines to go over, so much news to go over. So much audio clips I recorded and cut down for you guys. I mean, it is a lot of stuff to get out there. Not to mention just previewing an epic season to come. So much to go over. So let's get right to it. I guess the biggest news to report of the break was Daryl Sutter re-signing, re-upping for another couple years here in Calgary. I think he had a year left on his deal. He signed a two-year deal, and so that extends him for three years total. If I was Brad Trilliving, I'd totally ink him for eight years, but that's just me being a fan. Logistically, he's an old man, and he might not want to coach It's pretty much, it balls in his court. He's the champ. He's the one that's done everything. And, you know, when you look at it from that side of things, I can see why he only signed for a couple years. Um, That being said, we have Daryl Sutter for three years. We have all these guys locked up for eight years. I believe we're ready to go. This is the team that we have uh, inked up. Ride or die, this is it. And so many uh, pundits and armchair quarterbacks are bitching about the length of these contracts. I think it's an amazing deal in the atmosphere we live in, in the, the financial times of everything to secure this kind of a future for the club. After all this time, we finally are in the playoffs again regularly we we have our identity back we have Sutter back finally things as Flames fans couldn't be greater and then all of a sudden we lose our two superstars and it feels like as a Flames fan we're back to square one all hope is lost now we're rebuilding everything sucks and Brad Living comes in and saves the day along with, obviously, Kachuk, who was playing ball and helped us to figure out what we're going to do. And I have nothing but respect for Kachuk, even though he decided to leave the way he went about it in my book, is uh, top-notch. I can't say the same for number 13. I think the way he handled it was not the way I would have handled it. That being said, I'm not in his shoes. Um, I'm not a family man. And so I can't judge the man on stuff like that. But uh, as a fan, I, uh, I definitely know who I would be cheering and welcoming warmly when they come back to the Saddle Dome. And which one may not be getting such a nice and warm welcome but hey we're classy people you never know we're probably going to cheer when Johnny Gaudreau comes back to the dome and um, you know 
looking at his uh, interview after last night's game, uh, I think he kind of has buyer's remorse. And, you know, I'll say this about Johnny Gaudreau. He did not leave for the money. We were going to give him more money than I think any other player we were going to attempt to sign ever in Flames history. And he went somewhere else. So obviously it was not about the money or about a cup because he went to the Blue Jackets. And uh, no disrespect to the Blue Jackets, but let's be real, they're not anywhere near the chemistry and the coaching and anything. There it's basically the Johnny Gaudreau show and they're going to expect him to put the entire team on his back and it's just not it's not going to happen. He's uh he's a great player, but that's just not the guy he is. He's not he's a very good team guy putting in the right people with him amazing guy but he's not one of those superstar players that is going to put a team on his back and carry them to the Stanley Cup so that being said that was kind of a little bit of a rant I don't know where that came from but I feel better now got that off my chest now it's time to get into the Daryl Sutter audio I uh, took all the guys that were talking about the deal and kind of uh, chomped it up and mixed it into one um, one clip so we're not constantly introing outroing for all these audio clips I thought I would uh, mash them up together and put them all into one little piece of audio so this is Daryl Sutter and everybody uh, Bradtree Living I believe and a couple other guys talking about the contract extension of Daryl Sutter it's not that hard to figure out but still the basis of what I said when I came here good good team good city good owners so wasn't that hurt one of the things I remember you talking about the day you came here is that unfinished business that you wanted to you know lift. I felt really obligated to Brad Tree in this right that was when I came here the promise I made we were gonna get this straightened back out again and it's not a you can't. It's not just a straighten out one year thing, right? It's a it's a long haul. It's like I said uh, after the playoffs last year. In order to in order to become a, you, you can get all these you know the things that are said from the outside and from all over the place and people who don't watch you, stuff like that. They can have all the opinions and predictions they want, but in order to become a legitimate contender again, you have to do it over and over and over to get there and the way you do that is you have to build it and you have to establish a either a identity or a style of play or a core group of players that are committed to the long term all those things are involved in it and I think that in some ways I feel like I have to have a responsibility to be a steward in that. I've said many times I think he's a Hall of Fame. He's had a, he has and continues to have a Hall of Fame career. Um, the structure that he puts in place, you know, his ability to drive teams, um, yeah, it was a natural. And so Daryl and I talked over the summer and we've been working on it and good to get it, good to get it concluded. Very deserving. To interrupt, what, what would you, and I know it can be hard sometimes to single out one thing, but you had to pinpoint his sort of biggest impact since he returned to the saddle, though, what would it be? 
Well, I, I said it at the day that the day we brought him in is um, structure and accountability are the two things that to me are calling cards of Daryl, you know, the, the structure in which his team plays and the accountability to the team, the accountability to the individual. Um, and he's got the ability to maximize, you know, maximize players' abilities. So um, he's done it in every place he's been. He's done it throughout his career. Um, and you see, to me, your team takes on the personality of your coach, and I think um, our team has done that. Um, but his ability to, to bring structure within a team concept um, and his ability to have con uh, accountability um, and, and clarity, which I think is really important to, to players. Clarity in what their role is, what's expected of them, um, and clarity in how he wants his teams to play. Yeah, no, he came in and uh, he changed uh, culture a little bit. Um, we weren't playing the way we wanted and we had a good team, but we were just... Uh, we're as good as we can be, and he came in here and changed all, uh, changed things, uh, especially on the ice. You know, just playing more pace and uh, create a little more accountability within the room and on the ice. Uh, so, uh, yeah, when he took over a year and a half ago, um, yeah, the things definitely changed for us in, in a positive way. So, he's done a great job, and um, yeah, you know, I'm always going to be thankful that he's also drafted me, of course. Um, I'm looking forward to here. Uh, you know, we took a step last year, and uh, with him being here for uh, three more years, you know, we know on the signings we made, uh, this organization is going to push hard to win every year. And, um, and with Daryl as the coach, he's going to be demanding, but it's going to be good for us. And um, yeah, so we should, you know, um, should be some fun three years here, and uh, hopefully some long years. Oh yeah, Daryl Sutter. Three-year extension, or three years with an extension. However that works out, it's another three years with Daryl Sutter. And uh, to let you guys know, the last guy there talking was Michael Backlund. And yes, Daryl Sutter did draft him. And he is obviously my vote to be the next captain. And that was actually a hot topic at the rink the other day um, during practice. Daryl was uh, asked about that again. And I think he was asked because there was a bit of a scrum after they did the on-ice practice. He had a bunch of the Stanley Cup winning um, teammates on the ice and pulled them aside and had a little powwow with them. And so nobody knows what was talked about but from what I can gather from the guys, uh, he wanted to have the ones who have won the Stanley Cup uh, kind of be on the same page and be a, a good influence to the rest of the, the younger guys um, and new all-stars that have come in who haven't won a cup yet to kind of say, okay, we're going to be the co-captains uh, for these guys, kind of a un, unnamed co-captains or, or whatever. However, Daryl kind of framed it. But basically, he wanted to get the leadership group who actually know what it takes to get that Stanley Cup ring, what it takes to get there and how 
they need to be educating these guys this year and kind of being there for them or something like that. Obviously, we don't know what's said, but, um, you know, we'll play some audio from all the guys talking about it, and uh, you guys could kind of uh, listen real hard and and uh, kind of piece together what you guys think uh, is going on. So a lot of talk also about the Stanley Cup champions uh, coming tonight to the Saddle Dome, and uh, obviously they all had their rings, their ceremony, and Caudry was left out of that, uh, unfortunately. He's getting ready to face his former team. And I also got some of the um, audio on that that we'll play later on in the show. But right now, I want to kind of show you guys what Daryl Sutter, um, what his thoughts are on the captain, not having a captain, what does that mean, and his thoughts on that whole situation. Daryl, expectations for the team outside of your dressing room are, yeah. are very high. Yeah. Uh, does that affect the narrative of your season at all? I mean, no, not at all. Because what gets overlooked in it always is how hard it is to make the playoffs. It's way, it all those change like this. The same if if the same co- if the old coach says this is what our goal is this year. Well, the league's changed. That means you haven't changed, right? You haven't changed. We haven't changed. The league's changed a lot. In the lot, not just rules or teams or anything like that. The game it's changed a lot because there's not there's not a separation in the league. So it's a fine line. If your if your mindset is not to be a if you're looking ahead of being a playoff team, you're gonna not make the playoffs. So very clearly, you have to set yourself up to make the playoffs, and you break your schedule out and stay in it. Lots of talk about the importance of building chemistry with so many new guys in, in key roles. Is there anything you do as a coach to try to speed that process along, or can you? Yeah, I think just uh, first off, the, quite honestly, I'm glad we had the break between you know the busy preseason schedule to till our first game. I think practices and not just on ice, but you know a lot of the interaction in the locker room and video work and. And communication comes into it. I think training camp for new guys is a lot of times is sort of visual, like a lot of watching and not not really personality. So I think as you get into this part now, where you're spending a lot of time together, then the personality comes into play, and and uh, you know that chemistry and all that. That's a big word that's that uh, gets used that. It's sort of like when you say culture and all those things, right? Well, it just doesn't happen. You just don't say we do this, we do that, right? You have to have the mix to do that. So I think we've made really good strides in it, and I, I like a lot of the things we've done, and you just continue to work at it. Do you uh, relish the challenge of playing the defending champs in game one? Sure. Why not? Been there. Been on the other side. <laughs> When you have a lot of new players and like higher end players come in all at once, well, guys sometimes have to get to a point. I wouldn't say more selfish, but do guys defer sometimes when they're trying to work those things out 
with guys that they're playing with or yeah I think early but I think that you know when you say high or top end players right there it's the top end play these are different type players than than Johnny and Matthew right they're different type players the and Eric also they're different type players when you look at it so that's the it's not it's not they got to change anything they're still those aren't actually quite the it, none of those players are of any any concern to me my biggest concern is the 23 to 29 age group they have to be improved team if they're not if that group's not improved players we won't make the playoffs very simple those guys that brought in they're gonna they're gonna be good players for us do you have any concern uh, because it's going to take time naturally for this whole group to come together with all the new pieces. No, I think just practices. Just, you can tell the guys are six. You know, that's the best part. I've said this a lot about our group. It's it's this a good group, right? So the three factors in that are always good players, good people, good players, good competitors. Right? That's that's what it boils down to in the end. So is there a concern for that coming to get? No, I think that there's parts of your game that you want to come together more in terms of. In terms of zones and situations, things like that. But you can see in practice the separation and where guys are at. And as as you know, I could see it from the last game to the third practice already. I can see difference in in where players are sorting themselves out. Daryl, do you plan to name a captain before Thursday night? No, I think you know it's. An, it, I'm not saying this in any sort of a. Uh, derogatory way or anything like that, but there's no need to name one. There's not a clear-cut one. I think our 30 and old, older age group, we have two guys that represent us very well as, as quite honestly, you could say, co-captains in Michael and Tanny. But I also think in that group there's, there's what, about seven Stanley Cups? So those guys don't have to have a C on them. They get it, right? So it's still, a, it's got to come out of that 23 to 29 age group. Right? That's you're still looking for it. And that's that's not just something. It's it's really really difficult to be a captain of a hockey team in Canada. It's totally different than if you're in the Sun or the somewhere where it's not a hockey market. This is totally different. There's a lot of pressure on that player. You look at, at this team um, since when did Jerome become captain? So whatever year it was, just put it that way. Just go like this. Jerome and Jerome and Gio were probably easy to, easy players to make captains, right? Top players, great in the community, great competitors. So you know you, you just don't say, "Well, that's our captain." So it's, it's way different in the league. That's why that's why not every team has a captain. Quite honest, because it's a big burden. You know, you want the player to be a really good player. You don't want them to carry a, be carrying the cross around all the time. So you'd be happy going with a. I am happy with it. I am happy. I am happy with it. Yeah, we're allowed to have four, and we might have three, but it's just a, it's just a letter. Can't put it on them guys that won cups. Welcome back, everybody. Big Bill's Flame Cast Game Day, Flames versus Avalanche home opener. Lots more to share with you guys. I've actually cut way more audio than I'm going to actually play. I just realized because we are 
almost where I usually end the show. But that doesn't matter. There's no timetable here. There's no time limit. I can have this as long as I freaking well want. So don't worry. As long as you guys want to hear what I'm going to share, I will put it out there. But I also am not going to just put stuff out there to put stuff out there. So I think I want to transition now into game day stuff, even though I have a shit ton of... Uh, audio on practice day a lot of good stuff we could go over but it's game day so we're going to talk about Kadri, his ring and then just some game day audio to get you guys pumped because it is the home opener here in calgary it is huge we've been waiting a lot longer than other teams for uh just to get the, the season started never mind the home opener and a little bit of bad news to report, I guess, in the sense that the Flames haven't won a home opener in like 20-some games. So it's uh, it's been quite a uh, shit streak here. Um, but that being said, you know, uh, that doesn't determine whether you make the playoffs winning the very first game. But, you know... We always want to win here in Calgary. We always want to win at the home opener. We don't want the Flames fans getting all dolled up and ready and painting their faces and getting their hot dogs and their overpriced beer and then watch a dud on the ice. No. We deserve a win. We're due for a win. And even though it is the defending Stanley Cup champions, damn it, we can win. I believe we can do it. And, uh, you know, with Hubie's amazing spinner Rooney skills, which I didn't even mention yet, what the hell was that? Even though we lost that game, that was epic. And uh, if that's a sign uh, for things to come, I'm very, very excited to see what Huberdo can do with this team. And, you know, these guys haven't got that... Uh, chemistry as uh, everyone says yet but when they do holy shit it's going to be awesome you know seeing the way that Goudreau and Kachuk and all these guys came together and when they were playing Daryl's system and buying in a hundred percent and going they were the best that they ever were with Daryl Sutter they got pushed they got challenged and they produced and really hit it off. So I know with the character of Huberdo, the character of Caudry, the kind of guys these guys are, they're very coachable. And I have no doubt that Daryl Sutter is going to make a mark on these guys and they're going to love playing with him and they're going to excel in their new roles and responsibilities as soon as they get some games under their belt. And you know... I was kind of thinking about the preseason and, you know, the last two games against the Jets, you know, I was really disappointed in in what I saw. But at the same time, I got to thinking, these guys are ready for real games. These guys know that those games don't actually count and they're probably pretty fucking tired after all that time in the preseason 
and they're just ready to get the shit going. And they also know they have two pretty awesome teams coming out of the gate. So they probably held back a bit for this this game, you know. And you can't help but give them that because they're on the ice. They're playing hard. They're in the middle of a game. Yeah, they're not going to just mail it in. But at the same time, in the back of their mind, when they're getting... Uh, you know, heated on the ice, ready to fight, possibly hurting themselves, hurting their hands, or, or any kind of injury is just stupid in the preseason. So it's a new it's a new slate, it's a new season, and the games actually count. This is going to be an awesome game to watch tonight, and I'm extremely pumped. So enough of hearing my voice. Let's get to the players and the coaches you want actually want to hear. So let's uh, hear from the guys like Kadri and his epic Stanley Cup ring. Um, yeah, I mean not yet. I'll you know probably some. I'm assuming someone's gonna reach out or I'll reach out to somebody. And I think that was the plan the whole time. So uh, you know if that's the case, that's definitely gonna be exciting. You read about it. Yeah, yeah, I've, I've talked to the guys about it and stuff, and uh, they've been sending me, you know, videos and, and pictures of it, so uh, of the ceremony as well. So, you know, obviously sucks missing out on that, but uh, you know, we got a game to get ready for. Could you uh, talk a little bit about the irony or the interest, interesting fact that you're playing them first? Mm-hmm. Yeah, very interesting. Uh, you know, it seems like the the story just keeps getting better and better somehow. It just kind of, you know works itself out that way so uh you know obviously didn't plan that and uh you know I had looked at the schedule after I signed with uh Calgary and, and saw that first matchup so it was a bit of a it is a bit bit uh, ironic but you know at the end of the day it's you know it's kind of nice to just get it over and done with and, and try to get two points what's going through your mind as you set for your first game with your new team which mm-hmm. happens to be against your old team uh, just excitement. Uh, you know, obviously I've been you know, skating with these guys for the last few weeks, month now, so gotten to know uh, everyone pretty well, and uh, you know they've made me feel right at home, so I feel very comfortable. And um, you know, Daryl's done a great job catching me up and uh, on systems and whatnot. And uh, you know, I can't wait to get uh, get started here. Are you happy with where the team is at going into mm-hmm. the opener tomorrow? Absolutely. Uh, we've, uh, I think we've had some pretty good preseason games, and uh, you know, obviously it's tough with flow and rhythm and stuff like that when guys are stepping in and out, and uh, it's a little bit chaotic that way. But now we have a full roster; it's it's set, and uh, you know, we got some great players. What can you tell us about that meeting on ice with uh, Trevor Lewis and Tyler Toffoli and Darrow and some of the other Cup winners on this team? Mm-hmm. Yeah, more more of a leadership thing. Just uh, you know, lead by example, and we expect that out of ourselves. And you know, that's always what we're looking to do. So uh, you know, just making sure everybody's on the same page. When you've got those, <clears throat> excuse me, videos from your buddies, or you see the Instagram of the ring, like knowing you're mm-hmm. about to get one, what uh, what's your reaction, and what do you think of them? Uh, yeah, I just you know, I just felt like a little kid. I was very giddy and you know excited. So uh, you know, they they look fantastic. I think they did a great job with them and. Uh, you know, I've seen a lot of a lot of angles, so they look pretty sweet, and uh, you know, it's something we earned, and I can't wait to get my hands on. Are you gonna watch the their opening night tonight and all of that? Mm-hmm. Yeah, of course, of course. I mean, that's uh, you know, they're raising the banner, and that's something that uh, is gonna be there for life. So it's obviously you know very special and very important. But you know, that being said, you know, we're gonna be preparing uh, to play the Cup champs, so we gotta be ready. 
We uh, we've talked so much about chemistry. How how significant is it for this team that that kind of it all clicks fairly quickly? Um, yeah, it's, it's been great so far. I think uh, a lot of it has to do with just personalities in the locker room and uh, more so off ice, you know, before on ice, I think, you know, to get to know the guys and their tendencies and what they're like as, uh, as people, you know, I think is important before you go out there and you start executing plays. So, uh, you know, I think it translates. We got a bunch of easygoing guys and a bunch of, you know, real competitors in this locker room. So it's, uh, you know, it's a good sign. Are you still leading the fantasy football? <laughs> Yeah, I've dropped a little bit, but uh, it's it's going to be a long season, and you know, still got off to a pretty good start, so I'm happy with it. Can you share with us how you're going to shut down uh, Nathan McKinnon? Uh, <laughs> it's a secret. It's a secret. <laughs> yeah, I know. Thankfully, you know, I've, for the last few years, I've been going up, uh, you know, head to head with him in practice, and you know, it's not easy. He's a great player, and uh, you know, he's certainly a, a you know hard competitor too, and, and wants to win more than anything. So. Uh, you know, I got nothing but great things to say about that guy and that team. And, uh, you know, it's going to be a chore, but we can do it. Can you describe the challenge of your first game against Nathan McKinnon and your second game will be the Battle of Alberta against Connor McDavid? That's two tough mm-hmm. guys to go up in your first two games as a player. Yeah, it's, I love it. I mean, I'd rather, uh, I'd rather it no other way, you know. Uh, you know, I know us, us as a team, but me as a player, you know, I want to I play against the best. I want to play with the best. And I think uh, it brings the best out of me. So... Um, you know, I, I, uh, I embrace that. Does the feeling of game day, first of the season, does it ever get old for you? No. I think if I was a player or think like a player, if you get to play the home opener and play the Stanley Cup champions, that would be exciting. Racing Colorado, what kind of litmus test is this for your team? Obviously very early, but... Yeah, I think it's more individuals. I think that's something we've... Uh, you know, we haven't talked a lot about Colorado, but it's more about the individuals uh, going out and playing the game, playing the way, maximizing their skill set. There's going to be a tribute for Willie Juson tonight. I think he was one of the one of the last staff members around from the '89 run. Uh, what are some of your memories of Willie? Well, I don't think it's just Willie. I think it's a lot of the old staff members, and it's awesome that they're. They are recognizing him and honoring honoring him tonight, but I think there's lots of guys, lots of people around the building that have been here a long time, and uh, it's nice to play here. What are some of the uh, What are some of the things that give you confidence that the group is ready to go and, and the preparations where you want it to be? Yeah, I think we've been good all week in terms of our practices and our meetings and and. Just our whole take on getting being ready. Is Jacob Markstrom okay? Pardon? Is Jacob Markstrom okay? He's okay. All right, welcome back, everybody. Yes, I promise you we are almost done. I have three more clips that I want to share with you guys. We got Huberdo, we have Majapane, and we have Raspus Anderson. But what I'm going to do is mix them all together once again, like I just did for Kadri and Sutter. So it's a little bit more smooth for you guys, for your podcasting pleasure. I'm glad that uh, I'm doing it in podcast form so that you guys can listen at your leisure, check in and out if you have to, whatever you guys are doing. I'm glad that you're 
spending part of your day with me and getting pumped together for this Calgary Flames home opener. So let's get to it. Like I said, I have three more clips to share and then I'm going to say goodbye. So let's get to Hoobie. So excited to finally get this thing going, John. Yeah, yeah. It's exciting today. I mean, uh, been waiting for, for a long time, so exciting to get the, the season going and get the first game under my belt. What about the challenge of facing the Stanley Cup champs in the first game? Yeah, it's going to be a tough game, obviously. You know, every game is going to be tough this year. I feel every team's good. And um, just got to focus on yourself for the first game. Play, play well, play our game, play our system. Facing the Cup champs and having heightened expectations for the team this year, in the back of your head, is it a little bit of a litmus test to see where you guys are against them? Yeah, it's a it's a big test right away. I mean, you know, they're a good team, and um, you know we got two two good tests, you know, right away. And I think that's good for our team. That's what we need. We need adversity, and we'll see how we're gonna handle that. Word is your sister, your sister's gonna sing the anthem tonight. Is that right? Yeah, yeah, she's gonna sing the American anthem. So uh, should be a lot of fun. A lot of family friends to, tonight in attendance. So it's gonna be exciting. And plus, my sister sings. Gonna be uh, Going to be a lot of fun. How many tickets? Uh, probably 30, 35. So you pay good. for all that? Yeah, it's for the first game. I said only the first game I'm going to pay for all that. And then after, we're, you guys are on your own. Vocal talents run in the family? Yeah, sorry? Do you sing too? No, nah, I, I love to sing, but just in the shower. <laughs> What's your favorite song to sing to? Uh... Peter knows it. The Backstreet Boys. I, want, I want it that way. That's my favorite. How does Peter know what you sing? Oh, yeah, that, that's kind of, yeah. No. no, you guys, I know that. You can go far with it. No, no, it's, uh, yeah, and I know, yeah. No, we went, we had a couple of days at the media tour together, so. So no shower. No shower. <laughs> Now, has she, uh, not to go on too far, but she has done that. Has she sung for your games in the past? Yeah, she's been, uh, we started that like when I was junior and when she was probably 14 at that time, or even younger actually. But, um, and just from now on in Florida, she sang a lot against Montreal. So a lot of family like were at the game. So we just thought it was cool. And now she, now she's been asking me every year. So then when I got traded here, she's like, ah. Oh. You could ask if I can sing. I was like, yeah, that's a good idea. And then first game, she's here. So I was like, I oh, might as well ask. And the, the Flames been great. And they say yes. So. Your family's seen you play a lot, Jonathan. But does this feel like sort of like a little bit extra knowing this is your first game, new team, a place that they're probably going to come back to an awful lot in the coming years? Like, Does that give you a little bit extra feels? Or? Yeah, I think so. I mean, my dad, <laughs> they got here yesterday. And he's like, oh, I'm so nervous. And I was like, <laughs> I mean, I'm not like that nervous, but I feel like he's more nervous than me. Like he's just kind of excited. It's a new chapter for me, and uh, it's good. It's nice to have my family to come here. And they said, you know, they come to every first game, so it's nice for them to to be here. So. Man, how would you describe uh, the feeling in this room on the ice ahead of uh, game one? No doubt excitement. I get that, but the message within this group and, and the overall emotion. Yeah, obviously there. You know, you're saying excitement, right? I think that comes to comes to mind right away. Um, I think uh, we're ready to go, right? Um, you know, we've had a good couple weeks of camp, and now I think we're all just kind of, you know, waiting for it, waiting to get ready. And, you know, last couple of days you see a couple of games on TV, and now you're kind of, okay, now it's our turn. So 
Um, should be exciting, and you know, I think all the guys here are excited to, excited to get going. Season opener is one thing, but to have the champs come in and have the weapons that they do that you're going to see and so many guys returned, what is the key to making sure you keep those guns in check? Yeah, obviously they got some uh, good players over there, right? And I think it's more just kind of focusing on our game, right? Obviously you got to you know, limit their time and space uh, with the puck, but I think it's more just kind of about us and kind of playing our game and, you know, uh, figuring out how to gel and build our chemistry together. Yeah, you touched on fair. I mean, the, the chemistry, the, the word we use so much, what do you like about the combination with you and Nas and Rome? Yeah, um, you know, those two guys are two great hockey players, smart, fast, skilled. Right, so like you said, we still need to kind of build our chemistry, and you know that helps uh, with getting in our, our first game kind of tonight. To, um, and you know, again, it's just kind of an exciting time, and you know, we just got to keep going and keep playing our game and just kind of figure it out. I know it's the first game and all that, but it's just kind of getting into the rhythm of things now and just kind of figuring it out together. You know, we had a kind of good season last year, and you know, majority of guys. Um, you know, are, are still here. So I think, um, you know, as a group, we want to do better, right? And that's kind of, kind of, I guess, our goal kind of coming into it. But I think it's just kind of, you know, don't really think about too much on the outside and just kind of worry about on the inside and worry, worry about, a, you know, winning just a game at a time and just getting together as a team. I think we're obviously all excited to finally get season started and, uh, you know, at the end, it kind of felt like a long preseason, so we're just excited to get going. And as you said, we're playing the defending cup champions, so it's going to be a tough match. And um, you know, they have a really skilled team over there. What specifically can you do to, you know, as you game plan for that group? Well, you you obviously know with they have a lot of dangerous players. You know, McKinnon, McCarr, Taves, Ranton, you can keep going all day, but. You, you, you got to control them, and you got to you got to play against them too. You can't just back off. And when you back off, that's when that's when they're dangerous. So you know we got to control them, and uh, we got to make them defend. How would you evaluate? And we're about to get going for game one here, but just what you and Noah are trying to do as you pick up from where you left off, and and probably try and take another step. Yeah, I mean we have a lot of confidence in each other, and um, I think we showed that last year. But you know it's a it's a new season, it's a new beginning, and um, we all start from zero. So. Uh, we got to go out there and prove every night that we're uh, we're, uh, we're a really good deep pairing, and um, that's what we're capable of. What's the biggest difference this time, this season, compared to where you're at before Game One of last season? <laughs> that's a year ago. So, um, but you know, uh, you, in this league, you try to take day by day, game by game, and. Uh, as I said, we, we got a tough opponent tonight, and then, uh, yeah, we start there, and then we move on. The expectations are heightened for you guys this year. Do you, in the back of your head, is it kind of like facing Colorado, a bit of a litmus test? Not really. I mean, uh, you know, we, we believe in each other in this group, and uh, as I said, we're playing the defending champions, and um, it's going to be a tough game, but it's going to be a fun game. You have to keep a guy like Nazem in check right now? I mean, no doubt emotions are running <laughs> high. Have you been giving it to him? Not really. I mean, you... you you know, you're still trying to get to know each other, and especially what his routines are before uh, you know a real game. And um, so, you, you know, maybe in a couple of weeks I'll give it to him a little bit more. But uh, as of today, you know, you just you know everyone is uh, have their own kind of routines, and uh, yeah, you know, some guys like to talk and some guys doesn't like to talk. And uh, you know, you try to you know we have a lot of new bodies in this team, and uh, you just try to figure out everyone's routine and then go take it from there. All right, folks. You know what this song means. It's time for me to Love GTFO. Is a burning thing. But 
There's so much more I want to say, and I must admit to you guys, I feel a little bit overprepared in some ways, and underprepared in other ways, because I realized I just basically just sharing a bunch of audio clips and not really saying what I think. But as we go along, things are going to morph and change and evolve, as you say, with this show. So I hope you guys are along for the ride and are enjoying this. It's good to be back and to be sharing my love for the Calgary Flames once again with all of you guys. So if you can, like, share, and all that good stuff, subscribe to my RRS feed. Websites are going to come and all that good stuff. So please do that. And thanks again for checking this out. And until next time, I'll catch you all on the flip side. The ring of fire. The taste of love is sweet.